What if I told you guys we're dying too early? Yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break from NFTs this week, but not so much from crypto uh, fully. My guest for the week was Lawrence Yon. In Romania, we call it Laurenciu. All right, that's what we call him. Uh, Laurenciu Yon. Uh, his name is actually Lawrence Yon. Um, he's also Romanian, though. Um, and that's why I was very excited to talk to him because this is the first Romanian guest I got to speak with. And what do you know? This Romanian happens to be on Forbes 30 for 30 Romania, and he's a member of Vita Dao. Um, and that's the cool thing about Mr. Yon is I, I really wanted to get to the the depths of what is Vita Dao. You know, everybody talks about DAOs, right? Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. Think of a blockchain. There's no central nucleus. There's no central figure of power, no central figure of authority. The same can be said for, for a DAO. It's basically like a monetized community. It's a community that moves together. So there's not one person that makes the decisions. It's governed by a whole. And this DAO, it's called Vita DAO. It's dedicated to commercializing and funding anti-aging therapies. They believe we're dying too early. You know, they think death, while we can't completely defeat it, we can put it off. And they believe humans could be living up to 150 to 200 years. You know, that is not far-fetched to them. But we can't just get there tomorrow. For them, it's how do it's let's build a roadmap and let's start executing and let's actually build it so we get to this point eventually. You know, these are, as I said, these aren't things that just happen overnight, but, you know, this is something that we have not implemented as humans, anti-aging therapies. They say, like, even throughout this interview, you hear Mr. Lawrence say, hey, you can go to the doctor, you can get fixed, you can get, you know, surgery on certain things when you have a problem, but there's not, like, an, an overall a booster checkup where you check out your entire body and then help, you know, clean it all out and, and really repair it everywhere and boost it everywhere. It's called maintenance, Right. A car, your car has maintenance. Why don't we as humans have maintenance? And that's Vita Dao's thesis is, hey, we need to do more anti-aging maintenance. And we think that it's barbaric how we're dying 50 to 100 years after we're born. You know, Mr. Lawrence believes that thousands of years from now, we as humans are going to look back and say, why were we dying so early? And that's to me is why I was very interested in this is this is a very important interview. This is a very important topic. This is something that can change the world. And that's really what I want to do with this podcast with my career is I want to do important things. I don't want to do generic things that everybody else is doing. Everything I do needs to be completely different from everybody what everybody else is doing. Not sure it is partly for my ego, but it's more so for the fact that I actually want to make an impact and you don't make an impact by doing what everybody else is doing. This Vita Dao, their thesis, their goals, you know, it is beyond, you know, to say it's positive for humanity is an understatement. You know, it's revolutionary. It's something that's completely caught my eye. I do think we're dying too early. I think death is the one concept we as humans all think about every day. And for me, you know, that's just been is how do I how am I remembered? How do I last this? How do I make this consciousness and its impact last as long as possible? Um, and that's what Vita Dao does for us. That's what they're trying to do for us. I really hope you guys enjoy this interview. I think it's a must listen. I think it's something that's different and it's new. And I think you guys are going to be hearing a lot of uh, Vita Dao and Mr. Lawrence as the years go by. See you guys in the episode. Da. 
Ah, e ciudat un pic să vorbesc românește acum pe interviu, că de obicei fac mai cu englez, oameni în engleză. Um, și, and by the way, feel free, vorbește românește, engleză, nu, nu contează, putem să mergem înapoi. Well, I mean, your, your, your listeners are not going to understand, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want to do it in English, we could. Um, so, uh, before we start, can you please pronounce your full name for my audience and so I have the correct pronunciation for after? Yeah, yeah, it's Lawrence Ion. Okay, Lawrence. So, uh, we're going to start off with this. Um, first of all, Mr. Lawrence is from Romania, just like me. So, uh, I was very excited to do this interview, uh, to speak to a fellow Romanian. But more so than that, I think this is a, 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 I guess you can consider it part of the crypto community, but the thesis is, is much different. It's a macro, it's a life thesis of what Vita Dao is. Um, so, Mr. Lawrence, I'm going to give you the floor. If you could please tell us about who you are and what Vita Dao is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, people, I guess, call the people like me. Uh, entrepreneurs, uh, I usually don't like labels, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, I'm a human that's passionate about, um, science in general and learning and just loves life. And I want to keep on living, uh, in, you know, in health mm -hmm. and, um, uh, optimizing my intelligence my focus and everything so naturally i i sort of gravitated to um i guess the longevity field it's uh so of course there's aging research and then um people kind of call it the longevity field but it's 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 really trying to bring aging under medical control so that we live longer and healthier So, and we're going to get into this and the scientific and philosophical aspect of Vita Dao. But before I do, I just want to get go over a quick, quick uh, something. You were on Forbes 30 for 30 Romania, Romania, were you? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw yeah, I, you uh, explain that really quickly. I saw that on, on LinkedIn and I, I just wanted to ask you really quickly about that. Yeah, I mean, these things don't matter that much. You know, it's, it's, uh, oh. they, Forbes has to, Forbes has to sell magazines and 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 people read like to read about success stories with young people entrepreneurs and stuff like that and um they gotta pick 30 people or, or sometimes 60 yeah, you know they, they, do, there, yeah. they, they 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 pick maybe sometimes two fields and so on but um yeah they they heard about my app my previous app date uh dating app uh intersect it was really popular especially in bucharest we had i think half of the high schoolers in Bucharest on it at some point and that's, it would, yeah, that's insane that's really yeah, good yeah the point was that you need a lot of density in in in, in cities because it's it was instead of you two people meeting online and then uh, like kind of uh, co making the connection online and then meeting in real life this was where people would would cross paths in real life so they would intersect And then they would use the the phones so that they would see each other on the app. They could basically like you would get a friend recommendation on Facebook, but these were people that you crossed paths with during your day. And, oh, and wow. 
week or you know you don't have to check it all, all the time and anyway we we did that a while back and uh I, I completely changed my careers to, to biotech. Um, took me a long time, by the way, because I, I always thought longevity is something that would be amazing. I was always a futurist and I liked technology and I thought it's gonna solve all the problems in the world, but I was waiting for those guys to do it. I, I wasn't, I didn't know biology, right? Um, I was passionate about it when I was a kid, but uh, I mean, in school, you know, I went to like Olympiads and stuff, but. I kind of had to start from scratch and teach myself a lot of the molecular biology, uh, and and still, of course, I'm not I'm not a an expert. So, so before we get there, I want to discuss one thing. One thing I've noticed about you is uh, you're very very focused um, on emphasizing human emotion or human cognitive processes within certain fields. So what I mean by that is in, lo in the longevity aspect you're focused on extending human life, human brain. But even in Intersect, this app, you were focused on maximizing uh, some aspect of human cognition, of human emotion. Um, that's not like longevity, but it's still uh, very benefit. It kind of improves mental health in a way. Um, and I know that's not, this was just a dating app, but the thesis behind that, uh, that's what it sounds like. And I wanted to ask you, um, how, how did you, you just said right now you were teaching yourself molecular biology. Did you do this post-college, post your education because of your passion and you wanted to go down this path so you started learning the skill set? Well, I mean, I, um, honestly, most of the things I know, I know I learned on my, my own. Um, even when, so I started programming because I wanted to make my own video game because I liked video games as any kid probably does um, with a computer. Um, I, I taught myself how to do that. And then, you know, in, in school, in high school, I, I liked the actual algorithmic nature of, of computer science, that like more mathematical part. And, um, you know, the teachers weren't, in my first high school, they didn't, they weren't necessarily uh, prepared to, 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 to get you to a high competitive level. And so I moved, well, I first got a better teacher, like I was kind of doing these after class, after hours things. And then I went to another city in Bucharest in Romania to to a special high school uh, private, which would kind of give us all the all the amazing um, resources and, and like top level people that went to like the International Olympiad in informatics and, and we would uh, learn from them. But, you know, in, in software, for example, in college, I didn't really learn making software entrepreneurship or anything in college you know i just kind of learned on my own i didn't really pay attention to to Same the here. no no i could on, i could uh i could agree with you in that sense of college and looking back on it they gave me a lot of information but i sure as hell retained a lot of other information um so number one it's just it's before because now i want to get into the actual discussion but it's funny hearing you talk about olympiada and, and all this stuff my friends when i was younger used to talk about going to this and competing intellectually. Um, but now I wanna, I wanna get into what VitaDAO is and what it stands for. Um, it, can you please explain exactly the purpose of VitaDAO, what VitaDAO is, what it stands for? Yeah, so we are, I guess your audience knows what the DAO is. Yes, yes, yes if you, it's a decentralized autonomous organization. If a quick little run through, you could do that if you want, but they should know, yes, you guys should know. <laughs> 
<laughs> go ahead go ahead <laughs> well you you can you can enter them i'm, I'm actually curious uh, okay so uh in, in today's society as, as society is moving forward you know you have the traditional business model an llc uh, in today's world this is what most people do to conduct business they'll start their own business and they'll maneuver through whatever uh they'll execute whatever set of actions they were set out to execute beforehand the problem with this um is many reasons we as humans are emotional so that means in any situation emotions could get the best of us in any which way uh, sort of way and that couldn't that that not necessarily is means that your actions are beneficial to that of the whole group and that's where this world is moving with web 3.0 and decentralization is is DAOs, uh decentralized autonomous organizations these are organizations that are governed by the community these are organizations that move together as a team uh, they, if you think of how a blockchain works, there's multiple nodes that run the entire system. I guess you could say a DAO is the the human business version of that. Um, it's decentralized. It's it's a, a in a way a, same as a business model. I believe in five years we won't have LLCs. We'll have DAOs. You know, I heard a uh, Cooper Cooper Trupa from Audius say that on Bankless. Um, so that is what I believe a DAO is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um. We are the first DAO that's uh, uh, focused on biotech. Uh, more specifically, our goal is to democratically fund um, early stage aging, health span, longevity, whatever you want to call it, research. Um, and so the goal is to accelerate therapeutics um, that are going to keep us healthier for longer and also democratize them so that they're not um, in this, they are not stuck in this model where pharma um, is, is keeping prices high. I don't know if you know that yeah. insulin is still, even though it was intended initially, like if, if the inventor was like, no patents, you know, I want this for the people. It, 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 um, of course, pharmaceutical companies made changes and they made them better, but it's, um, it's crazy how expensive it is in, in the U.S. Uh, what for what is to fund pharmaceuticals? Uh, insulin, oh, okay. insulin, for example, right? That's just one example that and, and the idea here would be that if if. All the diabetics, right, would. Um, fund with a little bit of money each would fund a new insulin. What would that look like? How much would it cost? What would the access look like, right? Yes. And we're not about that, but we are uh, focused. I think it's important. Obviously, in the future, we could spin out or we could do more, but um, we, we are really focused on just the um, aging research aspect. And uh, so for me to touch on that really quickly, I, I agree with that just because right now in today's age, you know, big pharma is, you know, one of the most corrupt and evil <laughs> i hate to say it like that but uh, uh forces in today's society and i think that's going to take some time to decompose that and as i want to get into vita dao and, and longevity i watched that video um that vita dao promoted the why die video and i'm going to put that on my twitter for my audience and i wanted to ask you about this because the reason i reached out you know I, I, when i was looking through my get like just guess i was making lists of people to make episodes with vita dao wasn't even my plans i didn't even know of it but when i saw that video in the thesis you know it struck to me just because i think to myself i might be going crazy every day because this is all i think about so i, I i'm curious to you i want to hear uh, lawrence your opinion on this i don't i've always felt like there was just something 
else. Like something is being hidden. I feel like as humans, we're locked in with our attention spans. And for me, I, I work very much alone. And since I, for the last year and a half, I've kind of broken away and my attention spans been dependent on myself, not my peers. And I felt like, I feel like some, some, our attention spans are locked in a wheel and some, there's some bigger force going on. I have no evidence of that. But I know that when I saw that Vita Dow video, it made it started to get me to think. And I wanted to ask your opinion. What's your opinion on that video? And, and why do you think that we don't have to die as we've been told right now, uh, 80 to 100 years of age? Uh, yeah, I love it. I have it on my social media. Like it's, it's the link that I yeah. send people to. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's really talking about the, the why, right? The, uh, or, or kind of making you ask this question. I think most people are in this um, pro-aging trance. I don't know about, I, I think I, I've seen this quite often. Um, people, so look for me. Um, when I was a kid, at some point, that's five, six years, I don't know how many years old, um, I realized, yeah, some people die. And okay, so then I will probably die, right? And I couldn't sleep. I was like, whoa, how, what do you mean? I will stop existing at some point? That's crazy. Um, and, you know, eventually you, you have to cope with it, right? And um, the coping mechanism that you have is kind of, I mean, it really makes sense to put it out of your mind um, since you know it's inevitable. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, People even go so far as to say, um, you know, it's fine. It's there's um, like uh, it gives meaning to life, and you know, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't know that I have a limited time, I wouldn't do anything, or you know, I wouldn't strive for. I mean, come on, when when you see even old people that are in pain, they usually oh, okay, you know, there is another discussion about voluntary euthanasia or whatever the point is to keep of course to keep yourself healthy but um if you if you ask reasonably well people um whatever age they are they usually say uh i mean some some of them might say that they're fine they're gonna die soon and they've lived their life and they're fine but they never are ready to die today even people who've been really sick and you know it's um Anyway, there's many sad stories. You're, you're saying you're saying no. I can I understand just because I recently went through something like that. But you're saying that no matter what the situation is, the day of, no one is actually ready to go that day when it comes. I wouldn't go so far as to say no one because I don't. I haven't met everyone that yeah, is. But I get what you're saying. But definitely, there's people even um, even that were were sure that they're fine with dying in the last moment. And actually, you can see this with suicide. There's, I think. How many of the so of course some people uh survive uh, and most of them say that they regretted it the instant that they did it right that they took the pill or jumped or whatever uh and they just survived because of luck um and so it, there's this you know i think people w want to believe that there's some kind of i don't know um meaning that comes from a limited time i mean like with, with this this is an argument that just 
baffles me because if you think like you i don't think you you say like oh i want to have sex for the first time because i have a limited time no you just <laughs> want to do it because it's fun right you you want to have the experience and i think we can live fully without knowing that there is a deadline mm -hmm. i think though but here's the thing that you're that i wanted to make point your way is you i get that it is a problem but no one is aware of the fact this is my first instance of the fact that we could combat this you know growing up in our society we are conditioned to believe this is it this is the time frame and you're gone outro so for you to say this this is shocking to and i'm an extremist who believes anything but the truth i mean anything but what anybody else tells me i'll believe the like opposite ends so what this is why i believe in this but if this is the first time i've heard of a collective of humans trying to fight death in a way that's that's kind of what you guys are doing yeah yeah definitely so i wanted to know i wanted to ask is, is how how do you find that to be possible like how, what makes you sure that this can happen um first of all um people have this idea that there's something special about um, that like there's diseases and then there's this other thing called aging which is natural like um, sarcopenia muscle loss right and um, um, uh, weak weakness I guess um, and and um, what uh, Mac I don't know losing your eyesight or all these these things that are kind of like associated with old people, um, uh, I guess, uh, that even with COVID, um, you know, old people, of course, are weaker and, and their immune system isn't as good. So they get COVID and they die a lot more. I mean, um, that's all of these things, even, even the, the, the frailty of an old person, um, all of these things are still the same mechanism that causes atherosclerosis and Alzheimer's, and it's it's just cellular degeneration. There's Some only one bad problem about this interview. I really hope, I really hope you don't convince me so much that I have hope now, because that is dangerous for me. Because I really will chase down this rabbit hole. Like I will chase now after this interview. I'm gonna like this is insane to me. People don't want to hope. No, it's scary. It's scary. Because. So I, I already talked about aging and, and sarcopenia and and um, these are this is the number that uh, how many people die each day um, from aging 110,000 people that's, that's about one person per second that's you know th 36 million maybe approximately uh, per year um, so you know people are thinking, you know, COVID killed, killed a lot of people, but actually, you know, it doesn't compare with every single day, every single year, every single, yeah. Um, that is crazy. I, I never even knew that. That's actually wild. Yeah. Um, it beats everything else. Yeah, we're just getting <laughs> thrown out this fucking planet. Jesus. Yeah, basically almost 40, 40 million people uh, per, per year was my calculation. Um, yeah, so it's all about cellular degeneration um all these things are caused by cellular degeneration and can um, we stop can we stop cellular de uh, degeneration 
through are you saying can we stop uh death through st stopping these forms of cellular degeneration um yeah so in in well I'll, i will i will go through yeah, I'll let you, <laughs> sorry i'll let you professor go ahead my bad I'll <laughs> no worries no worries you, you can of course ask questions at, at each point but i will actually go go into this um and you know everyone here um will die of something from this list so you know a third of the people listening to this presentation are gonna die of heart disease um a third of cancer and the rest will be lucky enough to pick up pick off something else off of this uh delicious map of uh, diseases um there's no such thing as um dying of natural causes you know um definitely we will all um experience sarcopenia okay the slide has okay this this weakness frailty sarcopenia um vision loss and so on we will all go through this unless we do something about it of course um so this is um uh, you can see life expectancy has been increasing steadily um over the past centuries but this is mostly due to antibiotics and uh they had another slide here but uh anyway it was um also showing uh immunization and um kind of making an extrapolation like this like it, this could keep going um and you know in in the past it's it's hard now to imagine, but people used to gather on their child's deathbed before antibiotics and watch their child suffer, slowly being consumed by bacterial disease. And it now would seem barbaric, immoral, inhumane to not give antibiotics to someone suffering. Um, but we don't think the same way about aging like um we i think we will look back in the future on this era before anti-aging therapies and we will think it was barbaric that we didn't have anything to reverse the damage that aging entropy does to us to ourselves um and you know we've my favorite you know, my idol man that's my idol steve jobs yeah, we've, you know we, we we lost all these beautiful wise people they just brought it away from the inside imagine if we've we've had we would have had so many brilliant minds still with us what 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 the world would look like but you know a lot of people say aging is natural and inevitable and so on well, I think, you know, stopping aging is not less natural than, um, like natural doesn't mean good, first of all. Um, cholera, cancer, heart disease, all these are natural and stopping aging is not different than, you know, heart transplants or antibiotics or, uh, you know, they, 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 people used to say that antibiotics are natural and we shouldn't uh, give them to people because 
this uh, I think they were um, talking about overpopulation and uh, they, they had all these scenarios, right, where they would extrapolate. And I think they, they gathered in the 1960, um, somewhere in Rome, they, they were like, what are we going to do? Because by the year 2000, we're going to eat each other. They were extrapolating linearly or, you know, just kind of thinking in their mindset, but they, they weren't considering the technology kind of um, making all these advances so that we can feed a lot more people with, um, with the same or, or even less resources. So, you know, they, they, I already went through this already, but um, people say that, uh, you know, they, they don't want these diseases like these, right? But um, they're fine with uh, dying of natural causes. Uh, it's, it's only natural, right? Well, there's no such thing as not natural causes. Um, hold on. Yeah. So, you know, 80% of the people 65 and over have two or more of the aging diseases. Um, and your likelihood of having all these increases exponentially. And here's a fun fact. Smoking increases, you, you see here, the chance of cancer going exponentially with age. Well, smoking, everyone knows that uh, it increases your, your chances of cancer, you know, five, or 10 times or um, whatever, but aging from 20 to 70 uh, increases your chances a thousandfold of getting cancer. Question, really quickly to interrupt you, very, very quickly. Um, are, is aging, in this sense, is aging and, for example, smoking, that unhealthy habit, would they be correlated in any way for Vita Dow's thesis and their research? No, so, I mean, it's just something, smoking causes all these um what i meant what i need to say is can you still live a long an elongated life like you guys are saying even if you were to have smoked when you were younger well of course i mean there's i think the, the oldest person that lived jean homer was uh um was a smoker until 122 when she died i mean oh, you wow. know you've got you've got all kinds of outliers but obviously it's not a, it, it's it's not it just increases your chances of getting cancer, right? But only five or 10 times. Whereas if you age, if you're old, if you're 70, then you have a, a thousand times more chance of getting cancer than you were when you were 20. Okay. It's just statistics. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can smoke and be lucky and not get anything. And anyway, by the way, cancer doesn't mean a death sentence. Um, but the problem is when you have cancer and you're old, because then you're weak and you can't, handle, you have all these things happening at the same time. Um, and by the way, if we cured cancer, the average lifespan on the planet would increase by only two years because all diseases are going up exponentially, as you can see, at the same time. And um, even if you stop one of them, you'll shortly die of another, another one. So we need to address diseases at their core. This is um, oh my God. <laughs> and you know we have this uh, guacamole medicine approach um, right now um, where stopping the progression of one disease doesn't make it any less likely that the person will die of another um, 
of course, you can get treatment for, for example, for cancer, right? Um, and it will mess up something else and you'll die of the other thing because this treatment was kind of toxic for the other thing. Uh, so we have these, this guacamole approach, you know, it's like, or guacamole, whatever yeah, yeah. you say. It. <laughs> <laughs> you <said guacamole>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said it right. You said it right. Um, yeah, you, you, you treat this one disease like there's nothing else. You go to this, uh, you have the liver problem, you go to the liver doctor. You have the heart problem, you go to the heart doctor. Uh, you have the brain problem, Alzheimer's, you go to the um, neurologist, right? And it's like, you know, it doesn't consider the whole patient, right? Um, it's effective, the medicine is effective in their field, in like their, their small niche. And, you know, they might say like, oh, you know, I cured the, their cancer. I don't care if they died because they were too weak, uh, a few weeks after. Um, anyway, and obviously aging is the risk factor for all of these diseases. I already said that if we cure cancer, we would die. Okay, uh, it would only increase life expectancy by by two years. And yeah, I was talking earlier about this. Um, you know, we have the we look at it like it's you know this aging thing that is separate from the chronic diseases that are associated with late life, like Alzheimer's and atherosclerosis and so on. And of course, we are really good with communicable diseases, infectious diseases, and we look at oh congenital diseases for sure. Uh, but in fact, um, the categorization is more like aging causes the last two columns uh, and they're all one thing. And if you treat aging, you will be by definition kind of healthy and young and so on. And you won't get the diseases and you won't get the frailty and the sarcopenia, the muscle loss. Anyway. Um, yeah, so um, in a nutshell, aging is caused by physics not biology. This is the most accepted uh, model we have. Like, think of cars. We, uh, you see the next slide? Okay, back. We, we you know, with, with time, parts wear down from all the rubbing and, and um, grinding that happens, metal rusts, filters get plugged and, and so on. Um, and our bodies are machines themselves too, right? And they are worn down by trillions of tiny physical processes like, you know, oxygenation and radiation from the sun, from the cosmic rays and, you know, our, our metabolism. There's, there's a lot of things damaging um, our, ourselves. And of course, our bodies have these internal mechanisms um, to, to repair this damage. And over time, uh, as you age, these mechanisms become less effective. Um, so damage accumulates and then you have less effective um, damage uh, um, reversal processes. And so it goes exponential and then you really rapidly decline. That's why it's the, that's why you have the exponential curve in the disease uh, or mortality from the diseases. Um, and, you know, Dr. Aubrey de Grey um, put kind of look um, categorized it like this so that you know you've got like metabolism over here that you know lifelong causes damage and then the damage leads to pathology and you know 
obviously doctors are already trying to reduce suffering and prolong life, but we're not treating the, the, the root causes. Medicine is kind of reactive and trying to ameliorate and manage symptoms and, and keeping you in a poorer state of health for longer. Uh, this is a graphic where, you know, you, this is your health and then you're sick at, at the end of your like a few last decades. Um, and the, the health part, it's, we call it health span. The goal here is to increase the health span and then, you know, um, you might live longer. But the point is, of course, we'll get to, to the, the thing where um, the idea is to keep you healthy indefinitely and never reach the, the sickness part. Uh, and never, obviously, never read, uh, never reach the, the death part. And, um, you know, the, the geriatric approach tries to uh, intervene here after you have this damage to kind of um, prevent or, or keep you um, like prevent you um, getting too sick. Uh, trying to, um, I guess, manage the symptoms of the, the diseases that you get late in life. Um, but obviously, because you have this this damage that keeps accumulating lifelong, um, it's 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 a losing game. Like it's going to get worse and worse. And the same drugs, you can't just keep increasing the dose and um, you know, eventually you're still going to give in. And then there's the gerontologists that have this approach trying to slow down metabolism, uh, slow down the aging, right? And, and kind of trying to keep the metabolism running more smoothly. Um, but this is just a small part of, of the met metabolic yeah. pathways. Um, it's really complex. We don't understand it. Um, I, I can tell, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, look, we've had cars that were not designed to last for for hundreds of years. You know, 150 years. Some cars. Um, how did we do it? The parts. Uh, well, no, the engine. We... Well, yeah, we we've we've cleaned up the damage, um, and. Yes, sure. Re replaced parts as well, but the point is maintenance. Keep 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 them running smoothly. Keep you know you don't want to make uh, some kind of part in a car that is never gonna rust or anything. No, you go and clean up the filters. You go and and clean up the rust, and you you keep maintaining the car, and it can last a lot longer than anyone has ever designed it for. And by the way, this presentation is a bit outdated. You know, it's from two years ago, but uh, uh, the, the the main this hasn't there's not been like you know Aubrey uh, has categorized these seven deadly things um, I think twenty years ago or or fifteen at least and they have not changed. So even if it's you know there's been many things happening in in the past two years um, that I I can go through through after. Um, it's not like the, the it, 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 I think it's good news, right? That um, there hasn't, these things haven't been invalidated. Um, there hasn't been some eighth category 
of uh, of damage. Um, by the way, this this is so old that you know actually uh, Aubrey. This is Aubrey's slide, and he's actually not not affiliated with uh, Ajax anymore. He's our scientific advisor, by the way. Um, and he's like the question. Can I ask you a question about uh, one of these? Yeah. So this is the damage type, the seven deadly th sins things um, that can affect us and their fixes. One of them says death resistant cells, and its maintenance approach is remove and then use suicide genes. What does that mean exactly? Um, well, so death-resistant cells, um, mo mo the most popular ones are um, senescent cells. Senescent means kind of old, but uh, the idea with senescent cells um, is that these are cells that have stopped dividing, and usually, the so usually their telomeres get short and they, they have this, um, it's kind of a, a cancer uh, um, defense mechanism. So they don't become cancers, they just stop dividing, right? If they would divide and, and they would have, they don't have this, these telomeres, so the, the DNA is not protected anymore. They could have a lot of DNA um, mutations and they become cancerous. So the body just stops them. But the problem with them um, is that they secrete these, um, I guess, bad chemicals, and 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 all the cells around them are um, inflamed, annoyed, and uh, they just cause a bunch of ba bad things. So you, um, the point here is there's many approaches. There's um, to, the point is here to remove these senescent cells. Not necessarily all of them. There is evidence that some are um, might be be beneficial for certain things like for um, repairing injuries and stuff like that but uh, definitely maybe like um, you know some therapy that removes 80% of your your stem uh, senescent cells and I will actually go through some companies a bit later uh, I think where you know there's many many companies working on uh, senolytics which is trying to just basically uh, trying to uh, Kill off suicide. Make these 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 cells. They, cells usually have this mechanism um, where you know something goes wrong. They just kill themselves. They, they uh, it's called apoptosis, programmed cell death, um, and just re recycle. It's much easier to to uh, recycle the cell and build a new than fix certain um, things that went wrong. And is um, there, so really quickly to say, is there, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, uh, you criticized that in, in today's day and age uh, to, to solve one health problem, you'd have to go to one specialist and then to get another one, you'd have to go to another specialist. Is there any place right now in the world that, you know, has all seven of these for us humans, or is this something Vita Dow is looking to create? Yeah, so we're, we're definitely looking to fund um, therapies in the, uh, many of these so actually, I will have a slide where I will show the progression of, yeah, so it's becoming an industry. This was two years ago, of course, and we had like phase, you know, preclinical phase and then phase one, phase two, phase three, and, and then, you know, FDA approved. None of these are FDA approved. Uh, the categories are a bit different here, but yeah, telomere attrition, genomic instability, these are like the... Uh, another way to categorize the damage with aging, um, this is from the paper Hallmarks of Aging. 
anyway, you can go to lifespan.io slash roadmap and see the, the updated uh, timeline. Um, so we would obviously look to fund some some therapies that are uh, more advanced and, and we can recycle the maybe some, some getting some revenue and recycle that and reinvest it in um, earlier stage. And then we we also want to look at which ones are the most um, underserved. Uh, they get the less, least attention. For example, Senolytics get a lot of attention from investors. There's already you know billion dollar startups working on it. And of course, Unity was one popular, which was like a billion dollar valuation, and is it's public. But uh, you know, it's it's actually went. Uh, they had some problems in their phase two phase two results, and uh, the the I, I don't I think they're like only three hundred million or something now valuation. But anyway, there, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of things happening in in the space of analytics, for example, and it's not really um, worth going into the details. But um, yeah, we we want to look at um, how we can have the most impact, so that we get um, all these seven or nine categories or whatever in um, in the market in the clinic approved, and that's going to take a while, of course, but um, the idea is to not just get one or two therapies, even though, by the way, you might have some genetic predisposition and have a lot of senescent cells or whatever, and you might benefit from, actually, if you look at mice so far, last I looked, yes, um, removing senescent cells in mice was the most, was giving the most uh, benefits. But the, the crux of the thing is to give all of these therapies. Because then, right? If you just give one, yeah, you you might be a bit unlikely to get to have that one quite advanced. And if you remove that one, then you'll probably live a lot, maybe you know, extra twenty years or whatever. If you just get that one, um, that you really are are fit to, but um, you're still gonna die, obviously, right? And you might even you might get some therapies that are not even fit for you, and you have this one problem. Um, maybe loss of proteostasis that is really quite um, problematic for you. Or, or if we, we look at the, you know, Aubrey categories, um, the, the seven deadly sins, sense or, or things, um, I don't know, you might have some uh, intracellular waste products, for example, is this called uh, lipofusin that in, in inside your lip lysosome that recycles a lot of it's kind of like the garbage disposal of your cell. You might just have a lot of thing gunk accumulating. And for example, a simple therapy idea is um, uh, injecting an enzyme that is found. For example, there is bacteria that digests corpses, and that bacteria has the enzyme to digest that stuff that your body doesn't have cannot digest, so it, it kind of accumulates all that trash inside your cell, so it kind of gobbles, and it can't do its job properly. So you might have a genetic predisposition and have that uh, happen to you, um, and if there's no therapy for that, it doesn't matter that you're, you're getting rid of your senescent cells or you're, um, you know, curing cancer or anything else because you're going to die in a year or whatever from that thing when you're when you're old. So, yeah, un until we we um, 
get rid, uh, kind of uh, approach each of these from all directions. And uh, the idea would be to divide, divide and conquer and have an industry um, that is properly focusing on all of these, not, not just on what's the most um, attractive, you know, hype, trendy thing to invest in longevity, analytics or whatever, you know, just invest in all of these. And, and that's the amazing part about something like a DAO, because here, I, I think, you know, since it's decentralized, there's hundreds of people in this DAO with, that contributed funds. I think people would vote um, for what's more impactful because they care about aging, right? Whereas if you're a VC, you have investors that care about profits, or if you're a pharma company, even more so, right? But as a VC, you have a 10-year fund usually. So you have to return the money in 10 years, multiplied at least three times, because otherwise you're not even beating the S&P 500. Um, so there's a lot of pressure in, in investing in what's hypey, in what's, you know, what's going to happen soon. Whereas us with DAO, we can invest in early stage research that is, uh, that, you know, in some early stage research that might not pan out for a long time, but Obviously, we can also choose some research that that's the advantage here because we don't we can't so VCs cannot invest uh, if it's not some company made up right some some startup but we since we have this technology of NFT to IP uh, IP to NFT we put IPs we digitize IPs on uh, with the help of NFTs uh, this technology that Molecule developed uh, the, this company. Um, that is a service provider for the DAO. Um, we can just go to some researcher in, in, in some lab that is very less, not, not very well known. And, you know, VCs would not touch that. They, they couldn't, but we can just get, um, get the IP, get a royalty agreement, uh, get a piece of the patent or all the patent or, you know, whatever. Uh, the first project we have, by the way, the DAO, uh, in, in Vita DAO, uh, the first proposal to fund is uh, the Morton uh, Sh uh, Shibai Nutson Lab at the University of Copenhagen. And I really liked, uh, he had this quote, um, I'm not going to pull it up now, but uh, he, he was, it was really nice how he was like, look, I care about this research being done. I don't care about IP or whatever. And he's really excited about just, you know, um, so the, the 250,000 that we're going to fund, hopefully, into this project, if, if it passes the vote of the DAO, um, is, is going to own the, the IP for this project, which is quite, quite, uh, quite exciting. And, and um, really quickly, what um, is this project? We have this exclusive license. Well, uh, that I was just going to ask, what does this project aim to do really quickly? Yeah, so they have... Um, um, an exclusive license um, or access, I guess, uh, from the Dutch um, uh, I, I forget the, the name exactly, but um, they have a lot of data um, from over a billion prescriptions uh, from many millions of individuals uh, over 50 years. And, or not, not Dutch, probably Danish, I don't know. Um, uh, this database and they correlate uh, certain prescripted drugs with the survival of these um, individuals um, and 
they've already identified over 10 FDA-approved medicines that appear to have a strong effect on, on, on lifespan. Um, they used machine learning to kind of identify these things, and they're going to focus, I think, on the first, on, on, on the most uh, um, likely candidates, the, the three best ones, and um, go through preclinical studies, also using a lot of computer vision and stuff like that um, to, to automate their research. And, um, you know, possibly figure out um, a drug that we've been, that has been available and has a decent effect. So the, the point here would be that you, you help people live a bit longer. This is not obviously with, with drugs that we already have, we're not going to get to um, uh, live forever, right? But uh, we can keep people healthier until we find um, the actual therapies that are um, still quite early stage. Anyway, um, the, um, of course, the field is quite diverse. There, there's different approaches. There's the cellular repro reprogramming approach. Um, I recommend checking out uh, David Sinclair. Um, and th there's a few others, but uh, I actually have to uh, go soon to another meeting. But um, anyway, I'm going to go through quickly the other slides, um, kind of showing all these um, animals that um, show that, you know, there are genes already out there that are making, uh, for example, the naked mole rat cancer resistant. You've got the bowhead whale that lives uh, 300 or something years. I don't, I don't know exactly, but uh, the, the Greenland shark, 400, 500 years. Um, there's animals who live days or, you know, um, there are trees that are uh, have negligible senescence. We can't tell. They, they, they probably don't age at all. Um, if they're probably immortal or, or like look at the hydra and, and some some um, uh, jellyfish they they appear to be um, immortal and for example you have this um, wild mouse that lives at most eight months you give optimal diet and so on you go to uh, 18 months you know a cage helps because there are no predators and um, you can do calorie restriction, but only in certain breeds it works and minimize calories, maximize exercise. Question, uh, question. You go to 30 months, maybe. I have um, a question for you, Mr. Lawrence. I have a quick question. Does this, the anti-aging, is it directly correlated with exercise and health? Well, so exercise definitely helps um, from the studies I've seen. Um, but the, the cool part here with the mouse is that you can uh, change one gene without any diet or any exercise from <laughs> given to the mouse. Yes, you make the mouse do exercise or diet. Um, you you make it live sixty months, which is a lot longer than anything else you oh, wow. can do to the mouse. Oh wow! 
Uh, the record is 10 times increase in um, these uh, worms, um, C. elegans. Um, yeah, uh, the next thing I want is, you see the next slide? Uh, right now it's unhealthy lifestyle. Okay, okay, no, yeah. not this. Okay, so yeah, 80% of uh, the the lifetime healthcare dollars are spent in the last year of life. Um, I'm not gonna go into this, but um, what I wanted to reach was longevity, escape velocity. Actually, yeah, the economics um, are pretty um, important as well. Like we, um, we have, in 2020, I think there were uh, more people over 65 than people under five kids. And um, by, I don't remember the data, but anyway, it's going to be pretty bad where you have most of the uh, young kids right now are in developing countries. And most of the elderly people are in developed countries. And um, you're going to reach the stage where you're going to have only a few people in developed countries like the US and the UK and so on, only a few young people that are 25 and have to, um, I think there was a calculation where you have 10 elderly people that cannot sustain themselves and need healthcare um, costs subsidized, of course, because um, they can't work per each person that is going to be 25. In, in about 20 years. And that's not sustainable. One person cannot cannot pay for 10, 10 people. Um, oh yeah, great, I have some slides here. <laughs> uh, one five-year-old, a hundred, I think there was 10, not a hundred, but anyway. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna go a bit through industry. So we have um, some funds. I should include Viradao here. Anyway, I, I, these are really old slides. Um, some foundations, uh, some angels. Um, yeah, so a lot of people ask like, like oh, are, you, are we gonna have a breakthrough that makes humans live to a thousand years now? Well, no, um, we can definitely fix some damage and add healthy years to your life and uh, the idea is that as you age, um, you will live longer, more healthy years, right? And uh, in those healthy years, you get better therapies developed and so on. Um, you know, by the way, with HIV, you never get cured, but you keep taking meds and postponing the actual um, health problems. Uh, and the same idea would be here that uh, eventually, you know, in five years, you get maybe extra two years, and then another five years, you get another four years, and then, you know, every year, you get more than another year of lifespan. And this kind of, this is the idea of um, escape velocity. And, uh, you know, starting now and making an impact might make the difference uh, even one day might make the difference of where you are going to be on this chasm. Are you going to make it or not? So I think um, I had some slides here about some projects. 
that you could work on. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, um, I realized that this is both feasible and fun. Uh, but anyway, this idea of, uh, you know, you have two options on what you're going to work on. You can either work on curing aging or you can work on some other random fun project. And then after that, option one, uh, you can do another random fun project. Option two, you're dead. Oops, sorry. And with option one, you can do another one and so on and keep going. So I do think that this is the most important project that we should focus on uh, and then we can do anything. Uh, and yeah, what, what can you do? I guess uh, one idea is to join VidaDAO. Um, you can contribute uh, work and get tokens. You can contribute money. You can contribute, uh, uh, you know, help with awareness. And oh, yeah, what if uh, not I, what if I, Of course, in, in general, for the whole. Yeah, I just wanted to say really quickly, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a technical knowledge of science and medicine like you or my sister. But I, I do. One thing I can do is I interview very big guests, you know, very big guests in crypto week to week. I want to try and find a way to bring awareness. Like I, I think I could bring a lot of awareness to Vita Dow. Do you think I should? Do you think that's something where I could find a use case for, to help contribute to the community? Definitely. So uh, we have a community working group. Um, it would be great for you to join that. Um, I. I think anyone, even if they're not about blockchain or you know Web three, or even if they are but they don't want to join Vidado or whatever, I, this, you know, it, it's it, first of all, obviously we we're open to any any approach since it's decentralized. The community can vote with whatever proposal anyone has, but um, even awareness to this to the fact that curing aging is possible and desirable and get out of this, you know, pro-aging trends that it's all natural and, and all that bullshit and join the war. However, you may join me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm honestly ridiculously curious. Like I'm going to spend all day thinking about this. Um, I'm beyond fascinated. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a big believer in this after this. Like I really, really do believe that number one, this will happen. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, to wrap this up, I know you got to go. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to live till 200. But, you know, 120, 130, you know, with people like you behind the wheel uh, makes it a lot more possible. Um, and just why I say people like you is, you know, you said anybody can join and anybody can help. But very few people have the discipline to ditch the random fun project and help something like this uh, for humanity. You know, they have to actually find it interesting. And that's something that, you know, talking to you, I feel confident in what you guys and Vita Dow are doing, not just because of your insane knowledge, but because, you know, you, your brains are not conditioned uh, to be the, to be, to think the way society has taught them to think.